The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Yoma has been dedicated in memory of Mazal Bat Esther Baghdadi and Yosef Ben Mazal Baghdadi by their family. Ruach Hashem Tanihem Began Eden. Amen. Today's daf has been dedicated by North Fork Bank and its private banking department with Gabriel Safti. Hashem Ishmedehu Bihayehu. We would like to thank North Fork Bank and urge our listeners to patronize this generous financial institution. On a uh, private note, we'd like to thank Mr. Gabriel Safti for his continued support for all our programs here at uh, Daf Yomi, Torah Learning Resources, and the Torah Center. Today's Daf has been dedicated in memory of Yosef Ben Mazal and Shalom Rafael Ben Mazal. Ruach Hashem Tanihem Began Eden. Amen. Daf Ayin Vav. Today's daf is being studied Le'ilun Nishmat Avraham Ben Esther Ruach Hashem Tani'enu Begani Aydin Amen Today's daf is being studied uh, in honor of Uri Nadan And Hashem should give him continued success Donated by his friend Mr. Harry Ajmi The school, the mitzvot we are, <coughs> that would be Uri from Uri's uh, catering. Uh, just want to make sure that he gets the proper kavod. The Gemara we are studying today, we begin on Ayin He Amudet. That would be uh, three lines from the bottom. We learned in our last piece that the Jewish people complained about the man because there was no waste. So their complaint was that they thought that the man was just uh, continuing to collect in their stomachs and eventually uh, they would implode. And therefore, uh, they complained about it. That's the way uh, they, Gemara explained the Pasuk, nafshenu yivesha in kol. So that the Gemara says, When this idea was said in front of Rabbi Ishmael, Al tekre abirim ela evarim. On the Pasuk, Lehem abirim achal ish. So he explained the word avirim as coming from the word evarim, which is limbs. Mm-hmm. That indeed the man did get absorbed in the 248 limbs. So lehem evarim, like the, the bread that is absorbed in the bones. Also, am I going to explain the pasuk that says that you had to take a spade with you, with your ammunition, in order to cover up your tsoah? Uh, if you didn't go to the bathroom, what was it needed for? So he learns that it was from the different foods that they ate from overseas, literally meaning they brought the food, they bought food from the uh, vendors on the way, and that food was not uh, like the man, and therefore there was waste. Now the Gemara goes and gives a alternate interpretation. The bread of Abirim was eaten by a man. So the Gemara says, who is this referring to? This is a reference to Yeshua Benun Shiarad Loman Keneged Kol Yisrael. That for Yeshua came down the man equal or corresponding to all Kla Yisrael. Uh, she tells us that was the episode when Moshe Rabbeinu went up to Har Sinai to get the Torah. So Yoshua escorted Moshe to Har Sinai and he remained there the entire 40 days. Now, by Har Sinai, that wasn't a place where man really used to fall. The man used to fall by the camp. But the Hidush is that when Yoshua was by Har Sinai for those 40 days, the man fell for him there as if to say his zechut was able to generate the man that Kenegat called Klai Yisrael. Some want to say actually that um, the man that we're talking about when it says Kenegat called Yisrael, it doesn't mean that quantitatively there was uh, man for one person, Yeshua Benun, equal to you know three million people, but it means there was a certain spiritual beracha, uh, we'll call it, or benefit that came down from the heaven, and that's what the Gemara is calling it man. Where there were certain spiritual uh, benefits that came down where Yeshua was able to enjoy. Look at the top, Rashi, Zeh Yeshua, She'ala, Im Moshe, 
means Yoshua, he heard the people worshipping the Egil. He only heard them, he didn't see it because he was by the uh, mountain. He wasn't with the people. And the man <coughs> landed for him. The way we're explaining it is that uh, it was his zikhut again, and it was the spiritual benefits that came down as well. So the Gemara said, how do you know it was Yoshua? It says in the Pazuk, Lechem Abirim Achal Ish. Right, the the bread of the angels was eaten by an ish. And by Yeshua Benun, it refers to him as an ish. So we have to give the ish ish. Whatever we know, it was Yeshua. So the Gemara says, "Ve'ema Moshe." Maybe uh, the ish represented in that pasuk is talking about Moshe. ish Moshe And maybe it means that when Moshe Rabbeinu went up to Har Sinai, he received the spiritual man, uh, you know, Keneged called Israel. Danin ish me ish ve'en danin ish me veha ish. We'd rather learn similar words ish ish instead of learning ish me veha ish Moshe. So therefore, the Gezer Shiva is more precise if you learn it to Yeshua. Shalu tamidav. Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai. The students asked Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai. How come the man did not fall for Bnei Israel once a year? Meaning just like uh, the wheat crop. And once a year you go and you reap it, and then you have your uh, wheat in the silos for the uh, entire year. So they should do the same thing with the man. The man should come down once a year and they have it for the entire year. So Rabbi Shalom and Yochai says, I'll give you a mashat, what this is analogous to. Have a king, he has one son. And he gave him all his bizonot, all his sustenance, once a year. So the child did not visit his father only one day a year, you know, just to pick up his uh, yearly check, his yearly sustenance, and that's it. So the king changed his system. <coughs> now he said he has to come and get his padnasa on a daily basis. And now he ended up coming to visit his father every single day. Right, a family of four or five children. They would be worried and concerned that they would say, they were concerned how they're going to feed their children. Maybe the man's not going to come down tomorrow since they were getting it every day. Everybody's going to die of starvation. So therefore, every single day, everybody was thinking about the man, and therefore they had their kavanah towards God, and therefore this was a method in order to keep B'nai Yisrael attached to a Kadosh Baruch Hu. The second reason why the man did not fall in one shot, because they wanted us to eat the man fresh, right? Hot, fresh man. So therefore, it comes down every day, so they have it in the ham way. Third reason, because of the uh, the burden. You have to remember, the Israel traveled in the Midbar. They would have to carry uh, all this extra baggage of man with them from station to station. So therefore, Borealam did them a favor, so the man came down every day at every station that they were. The Benish Hai says a good Hadush over here. The man is called Lechem. So he explains, Lechem is Rashi Tevot. Lev, Ham, Masui. Which is the three reasons why the man fell on a daily basis. Live in order to get the hearts of the Jewish people connected. Hot, so it remains fresh and hot. And Masui, so they don't have the extra burden. Comes the Yamaran says, Ukhbar, Ayar, Bitterfon, Vidabish, Marayan, Uskenim, Bitterfon, Vishwan, Hakamim, Yosbim, Veroskim, Parashataman. They were sitting and they were analyzing, they were studying. Rabbi Al-Azhar Moda'i was sitting with them. So Rabbi Al-Azhar Moda'i answered or he responded and he said, The man that fell for the Jewish people in the Amma. It was a very, very tall mountain 
Aman, 60 Amah high. That we'll see in the Gemara, yeah, every day. That we'll see in the Gemara exactly what the purpose of having such a uh, tall mountain Aman. And we have to analyze as well, where did he get this shi'ud of 60 amav? We're saying that each amav is like 2 feet. It's a very tall mountain of man, 120 feet. So give us amav or bitarfon. So the bitarfon says, moda'i. He calls the bilazah, moda'i. Ad matai atam megabeb devarim umevi alenu. Until when are you going to megabeb uh, devarim? I mean, gather information and bring it to us. I Meaning, where are you getting this stuff from? He's telling us 60 Amah. Hi, what's your, what's your source? He was asking him. Amadoh, he says, Rabbi Mikrani Doresh. He says, what do you want? I have the Pesukim to justify my uh, theory. And the Pesukim actually come from Noah. By Noah, on the Teba, when there was the flood, the Pesuk says, Hamesh Isre Amah Milema'la Gaviru Hamayim. The water rose in the times of Noah 15 amma high, and it covered the mountains. So now the Gemara is trying to analyze what this Pasuk means that the water rose in the time of Noah 15 amma. Which means the world, uh, the land is not level. Right? It's not a straight land. So when yeah. you say 15 Amah, it's not going to be uh, the same 15 Amah that can cover mountains because certain regions is valleys. And therefore the 15 Amah is lower. So how did the Pasuk say? It rose 15 Amah and it covered the mountains. What do you mean? The terrain is not flat. And therefore it is dips. So therefore in one area the 15 Amah is down in the valley. In another area maybe it covered a mountain. But how can you say uh, conclusively that 15 Amah covered all the mountains? Does the water pile uh, on top of each other? Which means when you tell me it's 15 amah, does the water just keep on piling on top of each other until it uh, goes? No, water seeks its level. That's the point. The water seeks its level to the low areas. And therefore, how can you tell me that the water covered 15 amah of the land as well as the mountains? So the Gemara says, Furthermore, how did the Teva rest on Har Ararat? We know that the Teva rested on Har Ararat. That means the Teva had to be above the mountains. And if it was just 15 Amah high, how did it get all the way to the top of uh, above, above a mountain? So the Yabarat says, Ela, so the Biyazan Modi explains, Ela, Mi'ikara Ketiv. Originally it says by Nawah, Nifke'u kol ma'yinot tehom rabbah. Originally, all the wellsprings from the earth, that's the home Rabbah, underground wellsprings, they gush forth. Until the water reached the peaks of the mountains. Which means the water was so high, it covered the tops of the mountains. And then after that, the 15 Amah that we're discussing over was 15 Amah higher than the mountains. That means the Teva was able to float above the mountain and rested upon the mountain. There was 15 Amah above the tallest mountain. Now, Vihi is a Midam Mirubah. Let's continue to talk here. God's measures. There's a good measure, it's a Berachan, and there's the measure of punishment. God's measure of uh, good we know is more abundant than his measure of bad, of punishment. And that's what he says, Which measure of God is more abundant? The good measure or the, we'll call it Pur'anut, the punishing measure. We know for sure God's goodness is definitely more abundant than his Pur'anut. And how do we know that from? The Gemara in Makkot explains it because the Pasuk says when it comes to God rewarding uh, people for their mitzvot, says No ser hesed la alafim. God pays back people for their good deeds two thousand generations. When it comes to their sins, however, it says al shilishim al either three generations or four generations. So even if He punishes for four generations, that's five hundred times greater than uh, the reward is 500 times greater than the punishment 2,000 to 4 so therefore for sure Borei Olam's goodness is more than his uh, his punishment now the goodness over here would be the man 
which was a beracha. The punishment of it is referring to the mabul. Okay? So now the Gemara is going to say, Bimidat pur'anu tu omer. Now, by the mabul, it says the water came from the earth, from the underground well springs, but that was up to the mountains. The 15 amma above the mountains actually came from the shamayim. And the pasuk says, Va'arubot ha-shamayim niftahu. Arubot literally means windows. Now, since it's plural, the minimum plurality would be two windows. So there were two windows, let's say, in the Shamayim, and from there came down a 15 amma high of water. By the man it says, God commanded the heavens from above, and the doors of the heavens opened, and he rained on the people man to eat, and the Shamayim provided Dagan, provided, let's say, sustenance. Now, in the times of the Gemara, a standard door, Delet, was the size of a certain uh, amount of windows. Each Delet is Arba. There's four windows per door. Okay? Now, Arba, 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 Arekan, Shmonan. Now the Pasuk says, Dalte, the doors of the heaven, right? Vaisav Shakimima, Vidalte Shamayim. So if there's two doors, that would be eight windows. So let's analyze. If by the Mabul, it was two windows, and it brought 15 Amma. So by the man, the man fell from eight windows, which is four times the amount, so therefore it must be 60 Amma. That's the Bil Azar Muda'i's Deraj. Vinimsa, man shi'aradam Yisrael, gavoa shishim Amma. Now let's just catch up in the Nashis. <coughs> But you didn't explain which terrain. Are you talking about the mountainous regions, the valley regions? But you have 15 Amma on a mountain, and there's no mountains. The mountains are much higher. Furthermore, how did the Teva get to the top of the mountains? From the sky, meaning from the tallest mountain. By the rains, originally the wellsprings of the earth opened up, which means the bottom waters, the waters of underneath, filled up the world to level it out to the top of the mountain. Now once that happened, then the upper waters uh, filled it up 15 amahaya. Miruba, Rabba al-Habirta, Midat Tuba, Miruba al-Ra'a. Hamesh me'ot, 500 times greater is the good than the bad. God rewards for 2,000 generations. We have to say that the man, which was a blessing, obviously was more abundant than the bubble, which was a curse. Right? The mabul came down from the heavens from two windows. Right? God opened the doors of the heaven, how many windows do you have in the length of a door? Two doors, eight windows. Right, they tell me two windows produced, 15 Right, it's more, certainly it's not less. So therefore that's what Rabbi Azar Muda'i got his opinion. So now the Gemara challenges this. Tanya, Isi ben Yehuda Omer. Isi ben Yehuda says, Man shiyaradem Yisrael. Actually, Hayam it kabir ve'oneh. It was so high. She piled up. The man kept on piling up high and high. Ad shiru'in oto kol malchem mizrahu ma'arav. Until all the kings of the east and the west, of the different countries, they just, you know, looked out their window, they would see the mountain of man. Shana'imar. The Pasuk says, God set the table 
in this case for the Jewish people in the Midbar, naked in front of our enemies. So did I mean our enemies were able to see the table set of man. Now of course, uh, if it kept on piling very high, it doesn't mean that they ate all of it, because we know that they only ate a Asirita Ifa. So the point is it was a miracle. Originally it piled up in the mornings very high, and which is it was bigger than it was, and then it shrunk back to the normal size where everybody took their shiur. This was a special in of Kiddush Hashem in order that the name of God should be sanctified through the nations of the world where they just see, look at the miracles that God does for Am Yisrael. So this was a, um, a daily miracle. Now, uh, once we're bringing this so the Gemara then says in that same Perik and Tehidim, David HaMelech says uh, Dishanta Bashem and Roshi Kosi Revaya. David Amelik refers to his cause, his cup, as a, a Kosi Revaya, the cup that is going to, you know, quench. So the Gemara says, Amar Abayesh, now we can learn from here, Kasa de David, the cause, the cup of David Amelik, Lealma de Ate, in the next world. What is that referring to? The Gemara Pesachim says that Laatid Davod is going to be a big Sauda for the Tzadikim. And, uh, and when it comes to the Birkat Amazon, so they're going to honor David Amelech to make the Birkat Amazon, and they make Birkat Amazon with the Kos. Like the Pasuk says, Kos Yeshuot Esa. David Amelech says, I am going to lift the cup of salvation. So the Gemara says, How big is that Kos going to be? Matan ve'aslim ve'had luga mahzik. It's going to have 221 log. That's how uh, much fluid is going to be, how much wine is going to be. Now, 221 log, a log is, uh, when we say a, a, a log, there's four log in a calf. But let's explain it like this so we can translate it into our uh, ounces. When we drink a rivi'it, it's a rivi'ita log. A rivi'ita log is like three ounces. That means one log is 12 ounces. So you're talking 221 times 12 ounces. That's how many ounces are going to be in that cup, like 2,600 ounces. How do they know that? This is the gematria of the word revaya is 221. Now, there is a question on this gemara when the gemara says, from here we learn that the cost of David is going to be 221. What's it got to do with anything? Which is, we're talking about over here the man that was, you know, kept on piling high and high. And in the middle of nowhere, the Gemara says, you should know from here we learn. So someone is saying, like I explained it to you, which means not from anything to do with the man. We're in the parasha already of that David Amelik Mizmoda, David Hashim Ra'ilu Ahsad. So those words in that parasha can teach us uh, this concept as well. But the Benish Chai says, no, there is indeed a connection. <clears throat> what is David Amelik going to do with a cup of 221 Lugin? It's a big cup. So Ela, it's going to be a big cup to show Kiddush Hashem, to show how much, uh, you know, Berachah there is. And then when it's going to come to the time for the drink, it's going to shrink. And where do you learn that from? Like we just learned from the man. That the man was an abundant uh, shi'ud. And then when it came time for them to eat, it uh, shrunk in order to eat. So there is a connection between these two gemariyot. And now comes the gemariyot and says, hold it. You want to learn from the mabul that was 15. You want to learn to the man that it was 60. Your analogy is not comparable. Why? It's not analogous. Number one. Over there, it was 40 days, the Mabul, in order to reach 15 Amot. Here, it's only one hour. So therefore, it's got to be a much less proportion. Which means, you got to break it down now, and that's not 140th, it's 1960th. So therefore, it's, 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 it's much less Shi'ud, it's not 60. But, if you analyze it a different way, you'll come at it much more. Hatam the alma. Over there, the mabul, the fifteen amma was spread out across the whole world. Here it was concentrated just by Israel. So if you look at it from the area that it encompassed, since the area is much smaller, so therefore much more uh, man came down more than 60. And it was much more. So therefore your analogy to the Mabul is really not perfect.
So the Gemara comes along and says, Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Lazar, Modai, Petiha, Petiha, Gamar. Which means that this is not. My main dirash is from a Gezerah Shava. It says the word Petiha by the Mabul, right? It says the heavens opened up, Niftahu. And it says by the man also the word Petiha. So therefore, it's that. Word pitiha pitiha that's linking me the two subjects. So even though you're right, they're not similar in the sense of time and area, but once I have to get Shava, it connects the two subjects. Look at Rashi. Rashi says pitiha pitiha gamar ma pitiha amura ba'arubot mabul tet vav lepet arubot just like by the mabul. It was fifteen amma for two windows. Same ratio. Meaning 15 amma for every two windows. By the man, you had eight windows, and therefore it comes out to 60. So it comes out to be Lazaz Derash is a Gezerah No, no, no. No, for Kalaisayim. And again, the logic we're saying over here is based on what we just learned is because so the Goyim, let's say, we'll be able to see it, so it'll be a Kidu Shashem. Comes the Gemara and says further. Asur Bakhila. So we learned in the Mishnah uh, different items that are Asur on Kippur. Hane Hamisha Annuyim Keneged Me. The Mishnah listed five Annuyim. Achilan Shtiya, which the Gemara is going to tell us is really one. And then you had Rechitza, is bathing, Sikha is anointing, Yairat is sandal, shoes, and Tashmisha Mita, which is five. So the Gemara wants to know these five are corresponding to what? Now, According to the way we understood in Shittat Rashi earlier, we can understand this question, why the Gemara is not asking Minalan? Minalan would imply it's biblical. But we learned according to Shittat Rashi that the other Inuim are really only uh, Drabanan. Only Achilan Shtiyat, we say, is Minatura. So therefore, the Gemara is asking, where do they co- correspond to? Which means the five, where did you get five from? The Hakamim added another four. Where, where did they get uh, this arbitrary number from? Where does it correspond? Amara Because if you look in the Torah, the Parashah talks about Kippur, the word Inui or the Enitem is written five times. Another Gibbala gives you the Pesukim. Number one is Ube'asor. Ve'ach Be'asor. Shabbat Shabbaton. Ve'shabbat Shabbaton. Ve'ayetal Achim. In all these Pesukim, the word Inui is mentioned, so therefore five times Inui to teach us five different types of afflictions. So the Gemara says, Hane Hamishavu. So you're telling me that these are five. Ve'anan Shitatinan. But in our Mishnah, we listed six. Achila Shetiyah. The Chaurah that's considered separate. So what do you tell me five? The Chaurah we have six. Gemara says, Shetiyah Bechlal Achilahi. Gemara gives us a rule. When we say Achila, Achila includes Shetiyah. And then what's considered one. Shetiyah Bechlal Achila. When we say Achila, Achila is Achila Shetiyah. It's one item. So don't count them as separate. To that Gemara says, <clears throat> now we're going to bring proofs. How do we know that shitia is included in Akhila? The Pasuk says, You will eat in front of God. You will eat the ma'asir. Okay, the ma'asir of what? Ma'asir of your uh, grains. Kiroshecha which tirosh we know means wine, v'yisarecha, and your oil. Tirosh hamrahu. Tirosh is wine. V'kari lev Right? The pasuk says, and you will eat. And it lists a beverage. So you see what? That akhila includes akhila and shetiyah. Kanzah Gebran says, Mimai, who told you? V'dilma de'akhle al anigron. If you remember in Masechet Berachot, we learned about this mixture that they used to eat with beets. That it was called anigron, and they used to mix with the beets. They used to mix sometimes wine, sometimes oil. So therefore, maybe when the pasuk is saying tiroshecha, it means wine that's mixed with beets, and therefore it's really a food. Mm-hmm. Therefore, who told you it's talking about straight up wine? The Amar because we have a statement of Rabbi Shmuel, he teaches what, the, what these words are: anigron mayad silka. 
that's the uh, the juice that comes from the beets when they cook the beets. So they would usually add also, let's say, wine or oil. Aksigron, that's another type of uh, food. Mayad shalke. That's the cooked vegetables. Any vegetable besides beets, they would call aksigron. So the point is, how do you know when it says tiro sheka? It means straight up wine. Maybe it means in a food. That's what we're from over here. Now the law talks about Ma'asir Shini. We know that by Ma'asir Shini, you have to bring up the food to Yerushalayim and eat it. If let's say it's far away or very heavy to bring up the food, so you can transfer the money onto a coin, bring the coins up to Yerushalayim, and in Yerushalayim spend the money on uh, food. So this is, You'll spend the money on whatever you desire. Right, that's uh, cattle. Bayayin ubashikhar, wine and shikhar, which is an intoxicating beverage. And what does it say? The Gemara, shikhar, it says the word shikhar viyayin, actually the bah is. Both the shikhar, which we'll learn is beer, let's say, and yayin, shitiyaw. Those are both beverages. Vekari rahmana veakalta. But the Pasuk says that when you bring up the uh, money and you'll spend it on the food, what will you do with the food? You'll eat it. So you see the word, the shitiyah is included in Akhila. Who told you? Maybe you put the wine in the anigron and put it in the beads and therefore it's considered a food. Kibra says, okay. Shekhar kitiv. But the Pasuk says, Shekhar. Which means shekhar implies something that intoxicates, that makes a person shikor. When you put it in the beats, it loses its uh, ability to intoxicate. Alien must be drinking it straight up. So therefore you learn over here that it's a liquid. And uh, the Torah is calling it achilab. Maybe when it says shekhar, it's referring to not an intoxicating beverage. But it's talking about an intoxicating food. Because there are certain foods, for example, the, uh, the devela, from the place called ke'ilit. Uh, right? Uh, this item over here, uh, this fig was, a, it seems, a very fig, or what is it? Pressed. Yeah, pressed. Which means this pressed fig over here, when one would eat it, it would get, get him disoriented a little. And therefore, maybe when it says shekhar, it's referring to, you know, the food. Netanya, we have a brighter. Devela ke'ilit. Right, this is devela that comes from the place ke'ilit. Achal devela ke'ilit. You ate, let's say, devela ke'ilit. Veshata, or you drank dvash, some honey. Vechalav, or you drank milk. Then Niknas the Mikdash and you entered the Mikdash and you served. So the deen is Hayav. One is guilty. Because of course we're not allowed to enter the bed to Mikdash inebriated. Now, it's not yeah, which is these items they don't make a person drunk, but as I said, when a person drinks a certain quantity of them, it disorients them. So you see there's certain foods that have the same ability as an intoxicating drink. So maybe when the person says shekhar, it means these foods. So the Gemara says, <laughs> So the Gemara says, Ela yalif shekhar shekhar minazir. And we make a Gezera Shava, Shekhar by Ma'asir Sheni, and it says Shekhar by the Nazir, who's forbidden to drink any intoxicating subjects. Just like by the Nazir, when it says you cannot drink Shekhar, we know it's talking about wine specifically. Afghan Yayin, so to Yayin, Rashi Afghan Yayin, Ubi Yayin, and Shekhrut Ila Bishtiyato. Exactly, when it comes to wine, if you're going to put it with the beets, it's not going to intoxicate. So therefore, when it says shekhar, it means an intoxicating wine, and therefore, must be, and the Torah says, v'achalta. Therefore, you see that shetiyah is bechlal, achilah, that's why you only have five inuim and not six. Comes again what says, going back to what we said, when we brought the first pasuk, we quoted the word tirosh, that was a word in the pasuk. And the Gemara took it for granted that the word tirosh is wine. So now the Gemara is going to analyze the word tirosh. How do we know that tirosh means wine? So the Gemara says, V'tirosh hamrau. Is tirosh actually wine? We have a bright. Anoded 
tirosh. A guy, let's say, makes a vow. I am not going to eat tirosh. Asur bechol mine metika. He's forbidden to eat sweet fruit, grapes, uh, apples, etc. Umutar bayayin. And he's even permissible to drink wine. <clears throat> so you see over here that what? Tirosh is not wine. So Kabbalah says, Velad hamrahu. Kabbalah goes the other way. What do you mean? It's, it's not wine. Ve'aketiv, the pasuk says, Ve'tirosh yenovev betulot. Wine has the ability to open up betulot. Betulot literally means virgins. So the explanation that she says over here is when a person has certain secrets that are locked up into his heart, like a virgin that's locked up, so the wine has the ability to unlock those secrets and bring them out. Now the Pasuk is saying, Vitirosh. Tirosh, which literally means wine. Wine has the ability. So therefore, Tirosh does mean wine. So comes the and says, No, Davar Abba Minat Tirosh, Betulot. When it says Tirosh, it means items that come from Tirosh. Tirosh really is grapes. The item that comes from the grapes, which is wine, you know, Bev is able to open up the secrets of a person. Therefore, again, we're assuming that the word Tirosh means sweet fruit. And in that pasuk of tirosh, you know, it means from the tirosh, from what comes from the tirosh, from the wine. From the grapes comes the wine. Ah, Gabbara says, wait, the Akitiv, we have a pasuk that says, Vitirosh yekovecha yefrosu, which means uh, the tirosh of your, uh, of your vats, uh, yefrosu will burst, which means it's going to be a beracha in the vats. Now, uh, according to that, it's not grapes. When the vats, what do you have in the vats? You have wine. And the pasuk is calling it vitirosh. So therefore, you see, it's wine. So the Gemara says, no, davar haba min hatirosh, yekavecha yifrosu. And therefore, it's like, again, the item that comes from tirosh, tirosh is really grapes. But the item that comes from the grapes, mean the one that's going to be in the vat, is going to burst. So again, the same uh, same answer. Comes again when I says, hold it. Da'aketiv, we have a pasuk, zinut v'yayin v'tirosh yikah lev. Which means, the zinut, which means obviously promiscuity. V'yayin v'tirosh yikah lev. When a person drinks, Yain v'tirosh. Clearly, the pasuk says now yain v'tirosh. It takes the heart of a person and causes him to go after zenut and and things like that. You know, because he gets drunks. Now, you cannot tell me that over here tirosh is grapes because grapes don't intoxicate a person to make him go after zenut, and therefore must be talking about wine. what says Ela, you got us. The alma tirosh hamrahu. For sure, when the Torah mentions the word tirosh. It's wine. However, There's a difference between the Torah Lashon and Lashon Bene Adam. That would be vernacular. The Torah's language, you're right, Tirosh means wine. However, when it comes to the laws of Nidarim, when a person makes a vow, we go according to the vernacular of what people speak. And therefore, when a guy says, I'm making a vow against tirosh, well, tirosh in the normal speaking of people means sweet fruit. Therefore, it means uh, grapes and uh, apples, etc. But, <coughs> but the Torah's language, when it says tirosh, indeed is mm-hmm. yayim. Okay? Let's just catch up in the Rashi's. So we start with the Rashi's second line, Asur bechol minem Biperot hadashim, let's say new fruit, betapokim, uh, anavim, you know, fresh, uh, ripe fruit, uh, apples, uh, grapes, umutar biyayin, ben arbaim. That's yayin, that's uh, 40 days old. It's like, it explains what she's saying over here. Yayin that's less than 40 days old is tirosh. So it's not called yayin until it's 40 days old. Next rashi, betirosh in ovev betulot. That's good wine. 
that opens up the secrets of his heart, atumim that are sealed kebetula lekebetula. So we say, no, haba min atirosh, min anavim, baki kabar kere, anavim yotziu lechem davar, the grapes will produce for you an item, namely wine, ashen yinofev betulot, that will bring out your secrets. Betirosh kabeka yifrosu, vechol yekev shememikra, whenever we say the word yekev, hu abor shedefne agat, that's the pit in front of the uh, press, vesham ena anavim netunim, you don't put in the, uh, in the barrel, you don't put grapes, Ela yayin. When I answer again, davar, avar, betirosh, vachikabakra, anavim yehulecha, you're going to have grapes, hamafritsim yekabecha biyayin, they're going to cause your barrels to uh, break from the abundance of wine that comes from the grapes. Ulaulam ena yayin nekratirosh, ela anavim. Ah, vachitiv yayin betirosh yekakhle, vachilat anavim ena meshakeret, right, eating the grapes does not cause the person to go out to znut, doesn't intoxicate. People don't call wine tirosh, However, in Torah's language, tirosh does mean yain. Comes the Gemara and continues, which means, Why switch the terminologies? Why sometimes you call it yain and once sometimes you call it tirosh? So now the Gemara is going to give some derashot over here. The first derash is Yayin. The reason why it's called Yayin, Shemevi Yelala La'olam. Which means it brings woe to the world. Now one of the Mephadashim explained that the word Yayin is Gematria Yalal. Yalal which means a woe. It brings woe to the world. Why? Because the... Wine causes a person to commit adultery, and then when a person commits adultery, the brings punishment to the world, and therefore brings tzarot. Tirosh, why is it called tirosh? So tirosh comes from the word rash. Rash in Hebrew is impoverished, uh, poverty. Shekola mitgarebo rash. Anybody that gets addicted and goes after drinking, he becomes poor. As we learned in the earlier daf, what happens, uh, he needs to feed his addiction, and he needs to spend money on uh, wine, and it's expensive, and therefore he goes poor. And therefore tirosh would be like a word tehe rash. You will be poor. Ravkana Ramet. Ravkana brought a stira in Pesukim. Ketiv Tirosh. One time the Torah uses the word Tirosh without a Vav. So it can be, re- it can be read Tirash. Chaser Vav. Right? Vekarenan Tirosh. But you read it Tirosh. So it's spelled Tirash, but we read it Tirosh. So he's trying to understand what's the, uh, what's the point. So comes again what says, Zacha. If a person drinks with the proper measure, with the proper balance, Naase Rosh. He becomes a Rosh. Tirosh. Terosh. Why? Because the Gemara is going to tell us that wine actually opens up a person's mind to give him intellect. But it's only if it's drank uh, in measure. However, uh, if a person drinks until he becomes inebriated, then he becomes impoverished. And the Gemara says, Rava brought a similar stira in Pesukim, and he came out with the same derasha. Ketiv yeshamach, vekarinan yesamach. Pesuk says, veyayin yesamach lebab enosh. Now we read it Yeshamach, but of course there's no Nikudot in the Torah, so you can read it Yeshamach. So therefore the Gemara says, what's Yeshamach or Yeshamach? Zachah Mesameho. If you drink wine according to the proper measure, it'll bring a person Simcha. Lo Zachah, if he gets drunk, Meshamemo. It makes him desolate and empty. So therefore as if the Pazuk is saying, Veyayin Yeshamach. And the head and the hair are interchangeable. So they were saying, It'll cause him desolation. That's what Rabba taught. He says, Wine and good besamim, uh, uh, good smell, fragrance, aroma, Fakhin made me smart. So you see over here, drinking wine and smelling uh, good besamim does open up a person's mind. Let's catch up in the Nashis. Shemevi yelala. The wine brings woe to the world. Al yedeh 
Hayayin Rav Haniuf We said adultery becomes rampant Upur'anud ba'ala olam Yayin lashon ta'aniyah ve'yelala Ta'aniyah is like grief and and yelala is woe Zachal lishtot lefimidah If he has a proper measure Na'asa rosh shemefakeh libo bechokmah He gives him wisdom Ketiv yeshamach beshin lashon shemama Tassolation Ve'karin anyayin yesamach lashon semcha Fakhin pakhuni The master that made me smart Asauni pikeyah. Right, it made me a pikeyah. Comes the Gemaran says, we learned above in Rav Hazda's name that there's five inuyim. Keneged the five times it says in the Torah the word ve'initem, etc. So comes the Gemaran says now two of them were rechitza, that's bathing, water. And sikha would be anointing oneself. For example, oil, you know, anointing it on the outside of his body. Rechitza v'sikha minalan de'ikre inui. How do you know that bathing and anointing are called inuyim? Meaning if you don't do them, they're called afflictions. Now we have to figure out why did they pick these items. Achilan the other daf, we proved already, that's called an inui. How do you know that the and the sikha is also a subject of inui? That the Gemara says, by a pasuk in Daniel, the pasuk says, Dekhtiv lechem hamudot lo achalti. Daniel says, I did not eat pleasurable bread. Ubasar v'yayin lo ba ilpi. And meat and wine did not enter my mouth. V'soch lo sachti. Which means, and I did not anoint myself. Now, uh, this was talking about over here that uh, Daniel uh, was in the time of uh, Kodesh, and it was at the time where he made a Gezerah not to allow the Jewish people to continue building the Bet HaMikdash. So therefore, Daniel went like on a, not a hunger strike we'll call it, but he abstained from uh, certain pleasures. So one of the things it says, he stopped having Lechem Hamudot. Then we'll see what Lechem Hamudot is. And it says he didn't have uh, meat. Right? And he didn't have wine. And then he says, And I did not anoint myself. Now, these items we're going to see, at the end of these Pesukim, refers to them as Inuim. That David Daniel says, and I afflicted myself. So you see, when a person doesn't anoint himself, that is called an Inui. So comes the Gemara and says, What is this Lechem Hamudot? Pleasurable bread. This is referring to Which means he didn't even have uh, bread that's made from fine flour. He did not eat. Some take out the word afilu. Hmm. It's trying to say that he didn't eat enough lechem hamudot, which is he ate. Right, you think the word afilu is difficult to understand. Which is he didn't have bread. What type of bread? Lechem hamudot means he ate bread. He must have had black bread. But he didn't eat during that uh, period of time. He deprived himself from, let's say, lechem hamudot. Rashi says, That's the wheat that is ground up. Right? Chitim naot. Nice uh, uh, wheat. It's pure. Hamudot is clean and nice. Okay? So comes the Gabaran says, Okay, well, you just know that he didn't anoint himself. But how do you know that that's called an Inui? Because the Pasuk says, Right? Hashem tells Daniel, Altira Daniel. Don't be worried, don't be scared. He's told that what? From the day you started your afflictions, God said, I answered you. And therefore you see what? Sikha, which he uh, abstained from, is called an Inui. Okay, you found anointing. Now, the chitza minana, how do you know bathing? How do you know that bathing is also considered an inui if you abstain from it? Amar Avzutra, Bidr Bitu, Amar Kera, 
ותבוא כמים בקרבו וכשמן בעצמותיו. So the פסוק is comparing bathing and anointing. Because the פסוק is ותבוא כמים בקרבו, that we're learning מים בקרבו is רחיצה, וכשמן בעצמותיו, and like oil on his uh, limbs. That was the פסוק, this פסוק is in תהילים. Where is this פסוק? Yeah. Okay, so the Pasuk Tehrim is comparing Sikha uh, and Rehitsa. So Gemara says, Ve'ema Keshtiya. Maybe when it says, Vatavo Kamayim Bekirbo, it means drinking. And therefore, it's comparing Sikha uh, to drinking. How do you know Rehitsa is like Sikha? You see, we know Sikha is in Inui. So once you compare it to Sikha, then it's an Inui. But the point is, what is Vatabo Kamayim Bikirbo? You're assuming automatically it means Rehitsa. Mayim Bikirbo, you're washing with water. Who says? Maybe it's drinking water. That the Gemara says, no. Dumiyad Shemin. It's similar to the Shemin, anointing with oil. Ma Shemin Me'ibrai, Afmayim Me'ibrai. The oil that you anoint yourself is on the outside of your body. So too the water that we're talking about must be on the outside of your body. And what is that? The water that you drink is on the inside. So therefore that's how you know that. Look at that sheet. Dumyad Shemin. Mayim Bikirbo Dikhtivi Bikra Dumyad Dikeshemin Baatsmotav. Ma Shemin Mibahuts Sakin Oto Vinibla Baatsmotav. Just like the oil you Place it on your outside of your skin, but it absorbs inside. When the pasuk says, when the pasuk says, yes, the water ends up inside, but it goes from outside inside. It absorbs from the outside of the body, like uh, bathing oneself, like sicha. So therefore, that's how you know that as well. Get what way. We have a reverse Tanah that uh, learns over here that uh, this Pasuk actually is referring to Shitiyah and not Nechitza. How do we know that? We have a Mishnah. How do you know that Sikha, anointing is like drinking? So you see the, the Pasuk is referring to actually drinking. So now the Gemara has to find a new source. How do you know that Rehitsa is considered an Inui? You learn it from Daniel. Go back to the Pasuk that uh, we just learned about Daniel. And what does it say over there? Dikhtiv, Vesoch Losachti. Daniel uses a double language. He doesn't say Losachti, I didn't anoint myself. He says Vesoch Losachti. From the double language we learned that it's referring to two types of anointing. Anointing with oil and what? Bathing. Hence from the double language Soch Losachti, I learned that what? That's the Chitzah. What does it say by Daniel? When God came to him he told him, I, uh, I see your Inui. Right? From the first day that you started it, not lefanai, or lefnei loecha. So therefore you see that what that is referring to, lefaitzah rashi. Ela, actually read the one from before that, shehi kishtiya, alma ma'im deklashtiya, uveshemen udiyalit mimaim, ve'at yalaf ma'im veshemen. Ela amar av asher, lefaitzah megufeh dekla. From the extra language, So therefore, that's how we know. So it comes out we've proven at this point, we know already, we've proven and we've proven Sikha. Amen, amen.